Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? Mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's Modern Mom Problems. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Mom Probs Live. Today's topic is how you can talk about mental load with your partner. And I am joined by two of my favorite people, which is why they are here today, Erin and Stephen Mitchell. They are the founders of Couples Counseling for Parents. They are a married couple and parents to three children. Stephen has a PhD in medical family therapy, and Erin has a master's in counseling psychology. They work together to provide relationship education to make couples' relationships stronger. Aaron and Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tara. Yeah, We're really so excited to be here. It's always fun talking with you. Yeah. I, I love that. We've been friends now on the internet for several years. Yes. It's wild. Yes. It's been a while. It's fun. And so I, I just before we, we got on, like we obviously probably spoke for almost like 20 minutes, just like catching up on things. <laughs> yeah. And and so tell everyone who you are, how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. So as you said, so we we are Aaron and Steven, we're been married. Uh, we're working on 15 years. We're we're coming wow. up on 15 years in May, which is great. <laughs> I just sometimes I think about it. that's a mile marker, right? Fifteen years is a big, big anniversary. But we do we we have a, a business called Couples Counseling for Parents, and and our goal really is to be with parenting partners in this really unique phase of parenting, and trying to help parenting partners still feel connected and sort of the beautiful chaos of having kids and living life. Really. It, it is a beautiful, unique time of parenting, mm-hmm. but I also think it's just a unique time of life when you go from, you know, you've transitioned already from being an individual to being a couple. And then you transition from just sort of maybe finding your footing and like, who I, who am I as a couple, like as this partner? And then yeah. now who am I as a parent and partner, I think can be very lonely. So I think what my hope maybe It's mine too. It's mine. <laughs> is... To, to just make that feel less lonely, less scary, less overwhelming yeah. and normalize that so much of that is really common and it doesn't have to be these major shifts that, that can make a, a major impact. Yeah. And also to dispel, I think a lot, of, like I, a lot of times couples, it's hard. It's, it's hard to have kids, not because kids are terrible or anything. It's just, I mean, it revolutionizes your life. I, I think it's hard to even begin the process of saying you want to have kids because that's not even the easiest process. There's infertility, pregnancy loss. There's there's just so many things that come with this movement towards parenting and kids. And and I think that one of the things that can happen is couples feel like they become a little disconnected and then they begin to question their relationship a little bit. And I think one of the things that I really enjoy doing is talking to couples and kind of in that initial phase of like if we first meet them and kind of are trying to understand what they're dealing with and just kind of dispelling the myth for them that they didn't make a mistake. Because I think sometimes people are like, oh no, I made a mistake in who I chose as a partner. Maybe we're not made for each other. And really it's like, well, I I think you most probably are. It's just your context is crazy. So it's kind of hard to feel close and like you're on the same page. And and I just I think one of the things that we 
really get to do is normalize the the difficulty. And again, what we would say is the joy and the wonder of like this whole process of of parenting. And so we do that. We we you know we have a podcast. We have courses that we and have a new for membership. couples. We have a we, yeah. That's a, that's a little spoiler alert. We <laughs> we do we have a we have a new uh, kind of membership that we're going to be launching in the next month or so. And that way, just to give couples access to content and connection, connection and, you know, advice and all that kind of stuff. So I love that. And and I love what you do. And I, I think all of the content that you put out is so helpful because it's really helped me with my relationship with my husband to so, sort of one, open my eyes to things. And then two, have the right way to broach it to him so that we could have this conversation open and honestly and together. Which brings me to our topic today, Perfect. which is, yeah, nice segue, <laughs> which is discussing the mental load with your partner. Oh, yeah. Which is a very hot topic right now. Oh, man. Because yes. the mental load of motherhood is so all-encompassing. It's just doing all of the things. It's remembering the birthday parties, remembering the soccer games, remembering the snacks for the soccer games, all of those little checklist things that we as moms, and I'm using that just primarily as moms, have in our head as a running tally, right? And it's exhausting. It's it is absolutely exhausting. Erin, <laughs> like you could speak to that too, right? No question. Absolutely. Yes. I think we actually have a kid with a birthday next week. And oh, I heard right. him ask Stephen this morning, like, do you think I'm going to like my presence? And my whole internal dialogue is and like, you know, wait a second. he knows wait a second. what and your then, presence And then do are. you know what she did? She said, Stephen, do you think Coulter's going to like his birthday presents? What do you think? <laughs> Just a dirty move. Just a little, just to remind me, you know what? I have done absolutely nothing for it. And I understand that that is part of the mental load. And but, that but that does speak I'm present. But it, 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 is, it is all of the things and it is all of the yeah. time. And it is really delicate though. I mean, you, you bring up like the how to talk about these things because the way it can come out is how I, it came out maybe for me this morning of like, and you've done nothing. And that is an immediate. It's I. I think it is offensive, defensive. I've just placed me and yeah. Stephen at odds so that we are on different teams, and he has no choice but to defend himself. But I do think that that is how it most commonly comes out is when we have reached maximum capacity, and it and it is just like spewing venom from us. I sometimes say I breathe fire. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and that and that's never helpful. I mean, that's never going to be a great conversation. That is a great way to feel even lonelier, you know, and everyone feel further in their own but, corners. But I think it, to be fair, like I think that your response obviously is is kind of that that kind of lob, that sort of little jab. I mean, what it is is it's it's based on a lot of times of feeling unseen, unheard, misunderstood. And, and like, rather than me being like a, a partner with you, me like stacking other things on top of it. And so, so I think that that's, I think that that's the dynamic that can happen. I, I think that this is maybe the most, I don't know, intense conversation that couples with kids can have. Like, I don't, I don't know of another conversation that gets both of them kind of in, in opposite corners mm-hmm. and feeling more defensive and kind of resentment, like, like just some really dark, heavy stuff kind of, I, I think 
bubbles up yeah, uh, absolutely. With, with this conversation. I think it's really a scary conversation. It is, but it's an important conversation to have it because is, yeah. if you have years of this resentment that builds up over time, then eventually it just explodes or then the relationship itself may just like fizzle out altogether. And then you say, you know what, mommy and dad, you're getting a divorce and it just doesn't work. Yeah. 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 For sure. It's yes. I mean, it, it happens and it's terrible. It's, or it can be terrible. I, you know, my parents were divorced when I Mine was too. four. And it my was, guy divorced later in life too. So. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, I'm glad my parents divorced. I don't think it would have been great. So I don't think that like divorce itself has to be this horrible thing, but I do think it can be more preventable than it seems sometimes maybe. Yeah. 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 But I, I think the reason I, I think the one thing I liked about what you said, I'm joking. There's only one. <laughs> that one single that, thing. No, about how important it is. Because mm-hmm. I think what we're talking about about mental load is identity. And I think fundamentally for moms, what shifts is who am I? And mm-hmm. I feel like as a mom, and you know, the the moms we talked to, Tara, I don't know if you relate personally or just, you know, in the conversations you were having. It's it's a constant like I have lost some of who I was and I'm mm-hmm. trying to navigate that all the time at all moments of every single day and every conversation. Like, yes, I am a mom, but I'm also this, that, and the other. Or mm-hmm. Sometimes still a working parent, sometimes a stay-at-home parent, which is in itself a whole separate thing. But I do think that that's what can feel threatened. Like mm-hmm. you are taking away, and that's what it feels like, you are taking away or dismissing or not yeah. acknowledging or not seeing or not knowing these deeper parts of me. And you're assuming that these things just happen, like the birthday presents just get delivered, that doctor's appointments just get made, that... You know, we just send the first day of school gift card to our kid's teacher. Like that just happens. Like, yeah. Oh gosh, was that something I was supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) I missed that one. No. (laughs) Well, you you know, I I, I think that I I think the identity is is very, very true. I think it's also like value. Yes. I think exactly. I think it's it's that idea of do you like do you value me and what I'm what I'm doing. And I think, and you say this too, a lot of times, Aaron, like, yes, there's, there's other things that other ways I could be involved or other, other responsibilities maybe that I need to take on, but even not necessarily, it's not necessarily you want me to just assume all these responsibilities and you don't want to do them anymore. It's much more like, I just want you to value what I'm doing how I'm doing it and understand the value of who I am in this mm-hmm. family, which yes. is I, I am, I am doing these things. And I think what happens why, and I, you know, we can only really speak to sort of that, that opposite sex relationship too, you know, so, so we're kind of talking a little, you know, like mom and dad, like mom and dad here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but, but like for, for me it, in that scenario, what I have to be aware of, is what Aaron is Aaron is not saying that she doesn't value me. And I think that what happens is that's where the defensive place comes. You're saying you do all this stuff and I do nothing. And that's and, and maybe that comes out maybe it comes out that way, right? Like in the heat of battle. It certainly they, has you know, sometimes. Like, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. just a lazy, whatever, you know. Well, well, okay, that's fine. But but really the reality is is you asking to be valued is not you devaluing me. And I and I think that that's where some of that defensiveness comes in. And if I can, like, I think one of the shifts for me in this conversation, and and this was an ugly conversation for us for years, I, I would say. I would say seven. Yeah. 
A lot. Mm. That's a lot. It's a long time. That's almost half of our relationship. <laughs> I, <clears throat> a long time. <laughs> Big gulps. Yeah. Is that what uh, just yeah. happened to me? <laughs> it wasn't. I think, but um, it, when, it changed a lot. I think yeah. it was a roller coaster. It wasn't only ugly. Yeah, I stuffed sure. it a lot. You tried. You. I mean, this is one of the reasons that we we do do this work because we had all these tools, all this education. Yeah, and we still know it was better, hard. Right? Yeah, like <laughs> and it, it still happens to you. Yeah, you're the yeah. experts in this, and so, it still happens to you in your totally. Daily life. Oh, we had, we had talked about this. Like, how can this still be so hard for us? Sorry, well, like, so so you, uh, you know, I'm thinking here. So you're kind of asking, like, so how do you talk about this? I think there's. You said one of the things that shifted it. Oh, uh, was was that idea that that you were just asking to be valued? Yeah, and, okay. I, and I'm like, well, I value you. I I I most certainly think everything you do is amazing and I love it. And so it, it was a, if I could get outside of myself and my defensiveness and my, you know, and just recognize that all you're really talking about is like, I just want to be valued for what I'm doing. And for the, you know, I, that identity shift, you know, obviously something I, I don't understand. I experientially from the standpoint of, you know, you physically got pregnant, you, you physically had kids, your, your career, all, all those things changed. I didn't have that experience. And so what you were asking me to do was to to try to get into that for with you and and understand what that might be like. Again, not to discredit like the, there my was a world, big identity right? shifts for you yeah, that a yeah. lot changed. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah things changed. changed. For, yeah, that's fine. You you weren't saying none of you were not saying that's not true for you. You were just saying this is how it's true for me. Right. And and I and I think that when because I was missing that then it does start to get a little ugly because it's like, how can I get you to get out of your <laughs> experience, Stephen, your, your little world and get into mine? And, and, you know, depending on personalities and stuff, you know, Aaron's a little bit more of a fighter and a little bit more of a attacker. And, you know, it kind of comes be out that way. Very clever with my words in a very calm, oh, cool tone. It's, like it's laser precision. Just It's a terrible gift. I was going to say, that sounds like a veteran finger. move. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a terrible yeah, gift. Yeah, yeah. It can be used for good, but also, oh, it can it can cut and it can hurt. And I do know that, but, but that is true. But then there's yeah. periods of silence too, of like, I'm tired of trying. Like, you just do your thing. I'll just do mine. It'd be better if we just stopped trying to have this conversation because it just feels worse. So I think like in terms of like, how do you have this conversation? I, I kind of think of it in stages in terms of how it happens. I think there's there's something that that happens like individually for the partners. And then there's something that happens collectively. And I think individually, at least in the conversations we've had with couples it, personally and in our own experience, I think one of the things that you're describing, Aaron, is understanding that identity shift and that identity struggle, I think for, and you can. Like for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Affirm or validate this. I think for a lot of times, like moms, they don't even know it's happening. Like like they're, they're, you know, they're, they're pregnant and then they have a kid and then life is changing and and they're not even aware of like that, that this, like why they feel so. I think you can just say much. Much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. It's a lot. Would that be right? It's a lot. I I mean, because I feel like you didn't really even come into that awareness of that identity shift for yourself until a little little bit of time into it. Well, yeah. It's always the water you're swimming in, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't always notice until something changes. But the thing about parenting is it's constantly changing. So you don't necessarily have time to notice what it was like to have 
hoped to stay pregnant or to have hoped to deliver in some sort of healthy way yeah, way you wanted to you yes, know however um, or that you, postpartum you might go a certain way because going. it happens so fast um and then yes i do think at some point it's like what happened here i i've yeah. had so many friends say i used to be really good at my job and i really always thought i was an excellent parent and now i just find i'm kind of failing at both i feel yeah. like i'm a split mom and a split employee and like what happened to me? I'm yeah. I'm successful. Like I'm good at stuff. And now I feel like I'm terrible all the time. Yeah. And I think that is not universal, but well, physiologically too. Everything that's happening in postpartum. Yes, like sure. I mean, like while you're pregnant, but then also postpartum too. Like But even if you're just, not, I mean, you're talking like I, this happens for adoptive parents also. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm just I'm just talking about your physical body. Like it's just going through. I mean, through. physical bodies change yes, too, physiologically. I agree. I'm yes. agreeing with oh. you. I'm not denying. <laughs> yes. They, I, Yes. I don't recognize it when I hear it. You are I've never heard this before. Uh, um, But even that alone is an identity shift, right? Your body's doing things and feeling certain ways. And like that is, it's never had before, you know, never felt that way before. So I, and I just think that at least for me, like in my experience of talking to moms, talking to Aaron, I think that there can be so much guilt and so much like you shouldn't feel this way and so much like, like there, there's not space to even consider yourself. And, and I just, I th- so I think that there's that one piece for, for you, at least my experience for you, Aaron, was when you were able to like kind of come into that sense of this is how I feel. I feel like there's a lot going on and I'm not ashamed of it and I don't feel guilty for it. And I'm like, I'm claiming it as this is my experience and I'm going to express it. Like that was really powerful. I, I think and necessary because otherwise you were like you would feel like you'd have to keep things to yourself or not say stuff or like well, oh I do I think feel that is where way, things begin you know. to seep out and I think culturally it's really acceptable to sort of let it seep out on your kids and say like they're the problem like they're so difficult which I mean kids can it is difficult having kids <laughs> yeah yeah you start projecting I mean it's yeah. a psychological or reality. your partner you start it is also you know. super socially appropriate and acceptable and hilarious sometimes to talk about what an idiot your husband is yeah. but dumb it doesn't dads, dumb dads but it doesn't help like it like releases a little bit of that like pent upness perhaps but it doesn't in any way soothe the part that's so achy um, that feels so lonely that feels so hurt and misunderstood Mm -hmm. what do you think's at the very heart of that Aaron? of the hurt Mm. i i think it is that because i think a lot of times how partners try to help is fixing I know Steven tr- would try a lot of things. I would say like, this feels really hard or, and he'd be like, all right, well this week I'm going to be the one schedule. And I, you know, I'm going to be the one to make the appointments and I'm going to, and like, no, that's not it. Or like, okay, then I'm going to make you a new, new chair with a footstool because your body's uncomfortable. And like, that's, that's not what I was saying, <laughs> but thank you so much. And now I get to use this. It was, this a nice is, chair. It was I, I just think there's, the, I don't think the intention is to hurt and harm. I do think it's what Steven said to some extent of like, I just need you to see me. I need to feel felt both by myself, like, like and understand that I am having a lot of complex feelings that I do now suddenly love someone more than I thought humanly possible, which is scary for almost everybody. And I feel really disconnected from this person I really thought was going to be my partner. And 
and that feels scary. So like now I have extra responsibility and my heart is physically outside of my body. And and this guy, there's a lot of loss too. I mean, you talked about a lot of things that were lost and, and not lost, not being negative loss, just being a reality that when you make a choice towards one thing, it's a, you're saying no to something else. So, so there was losses in terms of the way you felt physically, you know, like your physical body, you know, your, the way you kind of your career um, loss in our relationship of like how we could connect and be loss together. of friendships. Yeah. There's just so much change that there's a lot of gains. There are yeah. a lot of losses and, and people kind yeah. of in life trend one way or the other. It is really hard to hold that tension of the both and that this mm-hmm. is both marvelous and more wonderful than I could have imagined and really hard and heartbreaking. Yeah. Both things can be true at the same yes. time. Yeah. And yes, yeah. that's exactly right. And you know, my mom, when I was growing up, she used to say like, we have to let our pendulum swing. And that's one of those moments. I think if we can't do that, we stay kind fully of- Fully towards joy, fully towards the difficulty, but you yes. know, kind of letting mm-hmm. both, yeah. But that's really scary because it's, I don't think there's any time more intense mm. than this sort of new parenthood place. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Modern Mom Style Box. Upgrade your wardrobe and enjoy unlimited styles for just $60 a month. Modern Mom Style Box is the first rental clothing subscription designed exclusively for moms and moms-to-be. Get started today with a free trial. Use promo code PTO. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's role play now. Steven, you be the husband. Ooh. Aaron, you be the mom. We got this. You you got this. We, do, we can do it. You feel frustrated because you've been doing all of the cooking, cleaning, appointment making, and birthday present buying. You want Stephen to see the tasks that you're doing and to see you as a person. Okay, go. In a healthy way or how it would naturally happen? <laughs> oh, gosh. In a healthy way, please. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just didn't know if you wanted like a glimpse into like a, a different kind of- You want to do both? Let's do both. We have time. Start start with the reality and then let's go to the aspirational way. Yes. Okay. I think the reality for me, and I do think that different, like based on attachment styles, based on story, based on a lot of things, there are different ways. But mm. mine is definitely- to notice, like if Stephen takes. So, what would you say? I would, well, I would find any moment I possibly could, and not on purpose. I'm not trying to do this, but be- because I am feeling that fullness that you aren't seeing me, I'm not feeling appreciated, I'm not valued, you take no action, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. I would start doing my smooth one liners about, like, wow, must be comfortable, or hey, little guy, go go talk to dad, ask him what you're getting for your birthday. Go, you know, just mine would be all very condescending, sarcastic. Yeah. Must be nice sitting on the couch. Must be nice having, must be nice just to wake up and have a clean, clean house. You know what? I wonder if the brownies came last night. I, I bet they did. I bet the brownies made your dinner too. Things of that nature, Tara. I'm not <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> Does that sound right? That's my girl. That's right. <laughs> but I, and it would happen until I noticed it. Because again, I don't think most people do this intentionally. I think it seeps. I think it seeps from hurt places and just 
fed upness. That's a word, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. it is now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and so I think until I heard myself like, what is happening? Or because Stephen and I have done a lot of this work, he eventually is usually the one who's like, am well, I missing something? Yeah, well, I think usually so those comments get lobbed. You know, they they and I can sense that. And and I think Aaron's true, like in based on like personality and attachment. Like I don't do that bad. Like I'm not a I don't Well, I have plenty of friends I'm too not, who do like the the loud quiet clean, you know, like you're mm, like you know the rage um, cleaning. The rage yeah. cleaning, yes. And like I want people feel the feelings without really under like, oh gosh, that's honestly Steven. It's that's a little bit of a feeling of a tornado. That's not my style. I'm a lot a little more pinpoint. Smoother. Right. Oh, it's so terrible. But yes. But but I would hear that from from Aaron. And and I, I think my my unhealthy response would be I would just be quiet. I wouldn't say anything. I so, you know, kind of don't engage. St- yeah, kind of like the stonewalling, small. like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kind of is the, the term. The the term. Yeah. And I would just be quiet. I, I would just kind of not not pay attention. I would not say anything back. I'd just kind of be like, mm-hmm. Okay. And then go away in a, in a healthy way. I, I think what I would say is like, Hey, like, I, I feel like you're trying to tell me something. I think what you're trying to tell me is you feel like I haven't been helpful with planning the birthday party or with, you know, doing things here at the house, or you feel overloaded, something like that. And, and I'd be like, is that, is that what's, is that what's going on? And just kind of try to be direct and ask about it. But I think that that, that kind of interaction is is founded on a lot of the more foundational uh, well conversations that had to have been rewound. Yeah, and the times that it hasn't gone well, the times that it has just gotten quiet, the times that she has just kind of kept coming, and then you know ultimately maybe the what I would say is like, what's going on? Like, why are you being this way? Right? It wouldn't even be very understanding. It would just be like, why? Like, what's up? So um, what comes to mind now in like the healthy way is Stephen and I, we try to personally, and then in our work with couples, do like a four-step process where you assess. And I think being proactive is always helpful. And it, and what is unfortunate is all who hears this a lot of the times are moms. And they're like, I don't want to have to be proactive. And that's honestly not what we mean. We do think it, for us, it helps when Steven's the one that initiates like, hey, September's coming. We've got a birthday. We got back to school. Mm-hmm. We've got a bunch of sports starting. Like, let's assess how this is going to look. Let's sort of, we do assess, reflect. Like, okay, so what What does this mean for you? Historically, how has September felt for you? Historically, how has it felt for me? How do we want this to feel? And then we communicate clearly about it. Like, let's get clear and then take action. Because it's not enough. because yeah, the third is communicate. You got to communicate about it. You have to have very straightforward kind of dialogue. Because what's um, not enough in this mental load conversation is just to feel felt. There is almost nothing more painful than feeling like yeah. my partner hears me, but nothing changes. It's like, well, you can take your felt feelings and shove them. I don't, <laughs> I need to feel felt. Yes. But like the way I will feel that is because you do something, you, you yeah. move towards me, you take action. You, and, and what does that action look like? I mean, and- it doesn't look like asking me what I need. I'll tell you that right now. I don't want to also then have to think about what I want from you. It looks like doing acting. I'm going to do this until you tell me it's not helpful. I'm going to work. And that, and that I think is where that proactive place really helps. And it really helps coming from Steven, but there are plenty. And this is, again, this is our relationship, but there are plenty of partnerships where I have plenty of friends and I can think of couples we work with that were that's worst case scenario. Like, no, 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 no. Don't. I don't want you to start doing stuff. I'm, 
I want to tell I want to tell you what I want you to yes, do. Yes, and, and that that's fine. I, I that really doesn't matter. What matters is that it's an ongoing conversation that mm-hmm. is helpful. That you are continuing to reassess. Like, is this helpful? Like, is this actually working? Because also, what is really discouraging is feeling like you're like trying something new, and it's not working, but you just keep doing it anyway. Like, well, let's not do that. Yeah. These are uncomfortable conversations. Everyone's feeling a little bit vulnerable. I mean, ideally, you're stepping into like. These are the raw places in me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always feel comfortable. And and I do agree with you. And I think that this is the tough part. I, I mean, I really think that sort of mental load and and all of this kind of this dynamic is is most certainly rooted in kind of oppressive systems of, you know, patriarchy and things like that. You know, not to get too philosophical about it, but but I do think that. The reason that that's present is that there's there's social scripts and social expectations placed on moms based on like gender and and how gender has sort of been expressed in our society for for a long time since the beginning of of you know the our country and and what happens is what that does is that places a unique responsibility on me which is to not perpetuate that system and, and so so when Aaron says what it takes is me coming to her and recognizing that there's the reality of mental load that these are the situations where it might be present that is my responsibility and i think that 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 is sort of that individual awareness that i have to come into that took us 7 years to to even begin to crack the surface a little bit where what I had to realize is Erin experiences the world differently and she experiences parenting differently because she is a woman. Like that, that's a reality. And I need to be aware of what that means for her. And I need to be aware of that. She has a different experience that is, that is not mine. Mine has certain privileges to it that I, that I have to be aware of. And then I have to work against that privilege and have to work against perpetuating that dynamic. So I'm even thinking right here, I'm like, I, I'm feeling very, you know, in, in some ways convicted, like I haven't asked you about, you know, the birthday and I haven't asked you about <laughs> like what, what well, we need to do. And you, this you, is one of those areas where I'm like, don't touch the birthday. Right, right, right. Don't mess it up. But, but what that, but <laughs> what that does mean, what that does mean is, but wait, I think what you're talking about, I think the, the way that that conversation actually broke for us is when Steven started using the word cost. And that has been a tremendously meaningful word to me where Steven said, because it's not that there isn't a cost to dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, there is, or, or, but it costs me something different. Yeah. And and it costs my body. And so when he started saying like, I do see that the cost for you is different. This there There is an intensity that I will never understand. Yeah. That is where I'm like keep going. Mm-hmm. I like this. I invite mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Because when we, when this conversation kind of broke for us, so, so we can pl- play the game of whose life is harder and we can go back and forth and we can say, well, I'm doing this, you're doing that. And we can go kind of like tip for tat, like who's doing like, and, and draw out the list. Right. Because when we were having kids, like I was in the middle of working full time, doing my PhD and also being a parent, also being a husband, you know, all those kinds of and we things. And a house, right? which I didn't do anything yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was plenty of you were doing. So, so I could have, I could have said, you know, like technically, well, look at my list, right? But again, that's not the question. The question is, can you understand what it cost me? And 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 I and I think that that was a really helpful way of thinking about it because I for just, us it was. I most certainly saw that it cost you more in a different way or you know some people might be like more you know like yeah like there is a different intensity yeah there's a different intensity to it 
And so I, I think that part of that is, and, and that's where the responsibility, there, there's a responsibility yeah. for me to come into that. How do you, how, like, how does that happen? I mean, it happened because we fought about it a lot. And, <laughs> and, you know, I, I think that. But I think we fought about it a lot because I don't think we necessarily had the tools and the, the self-awareness to understand what we were both asking each other because it right. did come out a lot as me. We do talk about the Whose Life is Harder game show. We hear <laughs> couples go into that all the time. Yeah. I think that's a very common occurrence. I think that's a very common yes. conversation. It's like, well, I go out and I work and I pay for all of this and therefore you do X, Y, and Z at home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or I I mean, a, a really common one that Stephen, you do say is when I'll say like, you just left. Like we were all just here and then suddenly you're doing a project. Like that is you assuming that you have time and space to go do something that you had on your list because I've got this, this whole crew in here. That is a part of the mental load that you, that you have this freedom that I don't. I could never do that. Mm-hmm. And Stephen would be like, we'll do that. Like, oh my gosh, that is the most infuriating thing. Like it it doesn't just work that way. And part of how it began to work is I started making it work that way. I used to say, like, well, I'm gonna rest like a man. I'm gonna Well, you you kind of said I'm gonna take some power back. I, that's what I started by. saying. Like, I am going to take some of my power back. I'm not gonna just let that happen. But it right. did have it did get to happen because you were able to see the power dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, I'm like, yes, do that. Like do, do, like leave. And, and leave me to deal with like, you know, like, and I, I just think again, so there's part of that assessment is there has to be that individual assessment of, you know, loss of identity for me. I think for, for me, the, the words are freedom. Like there are just some freedoms I feel like Stephen has that I don't. Mm-hmm. And that is what I can communicate. Like the gentleness of that. Go ahead. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then the assessment for me, you know, like how, how does this work? Like, I think the non-mental load carrying partner, you know, needs to be educated, honestly, like, like, and whether that's, whether that's, you know, podcasts, whether that's reading, whether that's talking to other, you know, partners in that situation, like there is an education, like sort of a coming into awareness and a waking up to that, that, that needs to happen. And that's really, that's kind of hard to like put into a formula, you know, but, but I do think that I I do think that it's necessary. And, and, you know, oftentimes when we, when we talk to couples, like it's one of the first things that I say to the other partner who's not. You mean the male? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Hey, like there's some things that need to be understood, some waking up that needs to happen. And so, you know, that's kind of that assessment part. Then the reflection part is like, how does it impact our dynamic? Like, how is it impacting our dynamic? Like, well, how what, is it impacting me? Right. And so what you just us. said was part of it. You're like, the, like the little details, like Stephen, when you just disappear, that's how this impacts us. You're not, you're not aware of what that means for me in my experience. And so reflecting on those, like, like what's actually practically happening here and communicating about those, not from a standpoint of, well, um, not not waiting until they get to the point where they have no choice to come out as a reaction, right. but where they can come out as a response and like, a, hey, this is what I mean. Right, this is the right. like that silly little thing because they're always the quote unquote silly things. Uh-huh. So then like trying to talk about it when you're in the heat, it feels silly. Like, I'm sorry, we're fighting because I cut the grass. And this is the comment I've started to make oh, yeah, earlier when Stephen's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said yesterday that you wanted the grass cut. I didn't realize you don't like our grass cut. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. And that's how it gets absolutely 
ridiculous. It gets um, petty at that point. Yeah. It gets so petty. Yeah. And everyone's exhausted by that. And, mm-hmm. and parents are too tired for petty conversations. We don't have time for that. So I think being proactive and like this moment, this is a moment where it's not like you do this all the time. Sure. You're a terrible person. But like, this is when I feel it. And, and again, I do like what you're saying, like in describing what it, what it felt like it cost. Cost, freedom. Um, to try and communicate your experience. And then once those things are communicated, the action steps are like, so what are you going to do differently? So it, I and mean, what do we even, even want to yeah, do even, even simply is like, if I'm going to go disappear and go cut the yard, just kind of say like, Hey, like, is this a good time to do this or, or not? Like, or do you want to go? Honestly, do you want to go cut the yard? I have and taken I'll, over all of our you know, lawn duties. That's awesome. It is awesome. Like, yes, I do. I actually do want to go outside by myself for 45 minutes. Yes, that's me. The action steps are kind of, you know, kind of couple specific and based on like what works for y'all. But I do think that. Yes, because the action steps have to be reassessed because also September is different from October and but, October is different from November. But I think part of the thing that is important is if I'm coming to you mm-hmm. and I'm talking about action steps that I've thought through of some potential action steps. Yes. Now you can affirm, you can value, you can say yes or no to them. But if I just come back and be like, well, what do you want to do? That doesn't help either. That's, that's more of the load, right? So if I'm like, just hey, tell me what to do. I'm thinking about cutting the yard. Do you want to cut the yard? Do you want me to do it now? Do you want me to do it later? Should I hang here with a kid? Like, like have some, some ideas. I think that is also part of the action. So, so yes, you know, it's kind of a key component because there is a lot of the, like what we hear a lot from moms is like, just start doing something like, (laughs) like look at the, look at the world before you. There's plenty of things to do. Don't ask me and make me like, just start doing it. If you think that the kids need lunch, guess what? Go make lunch. If you think that it's time for bedtime and and getting ready for bed, start getting the kids ready. Not like, Hey, do you think we should, uh, do you think we should get some lunch together? You know, or should we get the kids to sleep? You know, I honestly think that my eyes have like bulged from my head and steam has come from my ears and comments like that. Like, I'm like, what? Like, do like <laughs> just do it. Be like yeah. Nike. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think what gets lost to and this isn't because dads are it, dumb. Yeah, it's, it's not dumb. because dads are dumb or whatever. It, it's just simply, I I think honestly because they're sort of the larger narratives out there is communicates that dads can't do this kind of stuff. And I think that there's this idea that the that is sort of leaned into whether it's, it's, you know, subconscious or, or conscious of like, yeah, I need somebody to, you know, help me with this in this parenting realm. And I think that that is we are also still of the generation where a lot of the work we do is undoing childhoods. Yes. That is a big part of all of this too. I mean, my mother-in-law and I hope it's okay that I say this would still be like, it's so impressive that Steven changes diapers. Like I'm so proud of him. (laughs) And I'm like, I am not. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. impressive at all. Yeah, and it's I'm, not. I'm glad, yeah. but like, this is not a huge accomplishment. And I do think that there is some unlearning. And I do think on the flip side, I'm a lot kinder, I think, or maybe more gentle to other dads, not you, mm. than Steven. Steven can be really direct, but there's a lot of insecurity in that yeah. too. There's fear in that. Like, I don't know how to be the dad I want to be. I didn't have that modeled for me. And sometimes when I do try, I am told that I'm doing it wrong. And that doesn't 
feel good, which again, that is a secondary conversation. I get that because that can be the narrative that over like, so like, let's cuddle and make Steven feel better. Like, I I don't mean that, but like, yeah, there is a real place of vulnerability on both sides here that does have to be acknowledged. And yeah, the way that that always goes better is with curiosity and compassion. Very rarely do people feel really open to thinking about their vulnerable, scared spots. mocked and belittled. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't really work. It doesn't work. Yeah. It, it's, it perpetuates fear and shut downness. Man, I am crushing my vocab. <laughs> you are making words. all kinds uh, of awesome uh, words today. Uh, I am all about it. Uh, Aaron oh and Stephen Mitchell, I adore both of you so much. I could literally speak with you for hours. <laughs> Us too, Tara. <laughs> it's, the feeling is entirely mutual. It's always fun. I love it. Tell everyone where we can find you. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at Couples Counseling for Parents. And also our website is. And our website. Well, that, yeah, it should, yeah, it'll be up by then. Yeah. CouplesCounselingForParents.com also is where you can find all our me- membership information. And thank you for having us. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. On the podcast, you can find us on podcast, Couples Counseling for Parents podcast as well, wherever you get your podcasts. So. <laughs> Listen to their podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I adore both of you and I'll see you soon. Thanks, thank you, Tara. Tara. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another Modern Mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.